Nash. Nash. Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is John Muirhead. John is a singer-songwriter out of Toronto, Canada. He's very, very friendly Canadian and a very one, too. It's very funny because everybody in chat was like, Oh, he's cute. He's cute. Oh, I like his smile. And I was like, hey, what am I? Chop liver, the dumbest thing no, I, I had a wonderful time talking to the very handsome and dapper John Muirhead. You can find John at johnmuirhead.com. Go and give him some love. His links are in the show notes as well, which I have to say I completely stole an idea from John. Uh, it, it was complete. It, it was brilliant. He instead of setting up like a link tree where you just put in all your data and all, they just steal your data and sell it to other people. Use your own website, create a secret, uh, uh, you can create a secret or not so secret uh, link on your website and just put all your links in there. And that way it directs all the traffic to your website and you're not sending people off to LinkedIn or LinkedIn or Linktree or streamer links or whatever the hell you use. If you have a website, utilize it utilize it so thank you very much john i i really appreciated that he's also john p muirhead on instagram so if you want to follow him there again links are in the show notes go check out his website johnmuirhead.com and that's j-o-h-m-u-i-r-h-e-a-d.com slash links if you're interested in the links anywho john will be coming up here shortly but first go to randommystique.com randommystique has a new album out and it's featuring yours truly and our son it's the the band we have a family band and it's called friendly july the new album is called pumpkins and it, it is a hoot it is a kid-friendly album we sing like six different versions of pumpkins i produced a version the the synth wave version of pumpkins uh we also do some abc songs some days of the week songs so feel free if you're an educator if you know an educator and you're trying to teach your kids uh the days of the week or abc's feel free to come or or all the seasons in one that's what's so great about pumpkins is that it kind of covers all the seasons in one song and i just think that's so cool so uh go check out friendly july the link is in the show notes and uh, uh again it's a family van a family van family band and it's family friendly kid friendly kids are gonna love it so go check it out you can also find random mystique uh four days a week on twitch twitch.tv slash random mystique uh 8 a.m to 11 a.m mondays through thursday go check her out on twitch she's doing fantastic over there we are on twitch as well we stream Mondays and Fridays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come on through. If you like the show, you're going to love the stream. Come be a part of the conversation. Ask questions. Ask me questions. Ask the guest questions. Hey, just come on through. It's a good freaking time. I'm telling you, we're having a blast over there, and we wish you would come on over too. We just know you guys would have a good-ass time. So 
twitch.tv slash we speak english good come get yourself some live love you can also support the show monetarily at wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com. Give the gift of WSCG this holiday season, won't you? You can also go check out our... You can... Well... Oh my God, here comes the odds. You can like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord, the whole freaking thing. Rumble? We're on Rumble. And it sucks that Donald Trump had to align himself with Rumble. Now it's like, God damn it. I'm not I'm not into you. Why you have to align yourself just because I appreciate free speech. Anywho, go check us out over there on our socials and all that good shit. You can also uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Follow us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch. You can also leave a review. Now, this is a very free thing you can do. Go leave us a five-star review if you like us. It helps us to be found in the algorithm of the podcasting universe. So, thank you. Go do that. And we'll also read it on air if you write one and we find it in time. So, good times. Go write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how you're doing. I know it's getting weird out there. Weirder and weirder every day. So if you ever need someone to talk to, I am available a little bit. So I will answer your email. I will do that. Um, and that's about it. I don't know what's going on next week on the show. Oof, man, I don't know. I don't know what's going on ever. Anyways, l- let's just get to our wonderful and friendly Canadian guests. Our, our dapper and handsome john muirhead uh yeah i hope you guys enjoy this conversation i had with toronto's finest john muirhead i'll talk to you guys on the other side let's give him a round of applause I want to talk about the new album, Traveler, which is out now, guys. Go and listen to it. It's a beautiful album. It, it makes you want to take a road trip to to wherever. And uh, exclamation point. JM will get you some links directly to John's website where you can find his album, his 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 social medias. Go follow up, John. Go go make a new friend today. Um, John, have you had any? <laughs> have you ever had any problems with a booking uh, with a booker trying to book? A show, a simple show, and you just ran into problems. Totally, yeah. Just uh, fortunately, not a whole lot of nightmare problems, but stuff that's just fallen through, or like, you know, someone's really excited to book you somewhere, and then just the follow up is like months and months, and then yeah. So just a lot, a lot of little little uh, issues here and there, but thankfully, I, I don't have any kind of crazy nightmare booking <laughs> stories right off the top of my head. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. I mean, like, I, 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 I know that, like, in the in the time that I've traveled around and 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 toured, is like, there's too many to count. There's, it's always like, here's what it seems to be for for me and my reggae band. It always seemed to be an issue with with the um with the PA. There's always like an issue, like a miscommunication. Like, oh, you need your. We have a PA, but we don't have mics. 
Right, yeah. <laughs> or it's like, we got mics, but we don't have a PA. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> what happened? What happened? Yeah. Um, and I don't know about you, but once the, once the date is confirmed, it feels like it's it's ready to go. And then it's those little details that come up like the day of the show. Exactly. Oh shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what it is. It's like one of those things. It's like a, what's interesting about being a musician is that it, it, a lot of it is problem solving, like 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 critical thinking and problem solving where you have to like figure out. It's like, all right, I got two mics, a PA head and a bass amp. All right, let's go. We're doing a show tonight. <laughs> We're going to make it work. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, are you um are, oh, oh yes and everyone if you guys are uh, interested if you guys want to ask a question to our guest if you don't know and you're new to the channel please use our channel points there's fresh bars just by being here you have plenty of fresh bars so uh, go in there and ask John anything John is a professional touring musician which is a very interesting that you wrote an album called Traveler during uh, a lockdown <laughs> this is like mm -hmm. did that ever occur to you or ha I'm sure you've heard someone's asked you that question before but it, it was had that occurred to you was that something that was planned especially I mean, Canada ha you guys have some pretty restrictive uh, things going on up there so I'm just curious what is that something that crossed your mind when naming this album it was really interesting to work on the album during lockdown because mm. I wrote, we actually started the album and did pre-production before COVID. So at the end of 2019, oh. it's been quite, quite a long <laughs> process with this record. Um, and most of that slowed down by the restrictions, by the lockdown, by the, the whole pandemic in general. So uh, it was really interesting to keep coming back to these songs. I wrote a lot of them while I was traveling Canada, mostly solo, just uh, going from coast to coast and playing shows just about anywhere that would that would have me and you know mixture of uh, some good opening slots here and there with some house concerts and some very empty shows from time to time um, <laughs> so I got a bit of everything and it was a really inspiring time so it was actually it kind of kept me grounded and kept me sane to be able to work on something that was so much about adventure at a time where there was none of that in the world really so, so you were saying that the post-production and stuff mostly took place over the pandemic. So mostly it was recorded and, and done by the time, or at least in the can by the time the pandemic hit. For the most part, I'd say out of the 11 songs, there's like six of them that we did like drums and bass and, uh, you know, a lot of guitars for before the pandemic. And then the rest were either just like one-off sessions or I actually ended up doing some of the, the vocal tracking at home. I, mm -hmm. I learned a lot about home recording um, and production during the pandemic too, as we so all did to, yes yeah exactly so uh yeah yeah it was great to be able to kind of do kind of a patchwork putting it together and there's a couple songs that made the cut after the fact too oh, cool. uh, that were written during the pandemic but uh yeah so most of it were was inspired by a bit of a simpler time all this. <laughs> in a simpler time when you could just walk into a bar without showing your papers yeah. exactly yeah uh, how is that settled for you as as an artist i mean i i know a lot of like a lot of artists who i talk to you know i've been a little bit apprehensive about even playing shows live or anything but some artists are just very restricted by their country's covid restrictions how has that fallen on you with the restrictions that are put in place uh, how have you been able to sort of navigate yeah, during the summer was a really interesting time for me. So as a solo artist, it was a little bit easier because uh, I reached out to like my community on Instagram and TikTok and was like, hey, 
I'll play in your backyard. Um, <laughs> like I've got, a, I had a battery powered PA. I had like just my little setup. So I actually played like something like 18 or 19 uh, backyard concerts over the summer and uh, just in people's backyards for their friends and family. And uh, you know, some, some of them were like in a big event. Some of them were just like a handful of people. And it was, it was really, really cool to be able to do that and kind of uh, go around the, the restrictions. Cause at the time we were still, there wasn't live music in Canada or at least in Toronto where I'm from. Uh, so it was nice to be able to play again, uh, be working again, and uh, also just bring music back a little bit. But now we're pretty much with the, with the vaccine stuff, we're, we're pretty much fully open. So uh, I did a show here in Toronto. Uh, we had 200 people come. It was fully, uh, you know, open and uh, it felt like back to normal, really, which was great. Yeah, that, I mean, that, it does seem like things are getting back to something. I don't know, like... I don't know what this variant or whatever is going on. Omnicron. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just fingers crossed. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. But that's the thing is like getting back into this, you know, I, I don't think that these shutdowns are anywhere close to being uh, over. And, and as we're seeing in different countries reacting to Omnicron is coming to town. <laughs> um well, you know, as we're seeing this new variant sort of peek through, has that sort of uh, informed maybe your booking schedule and how you book? Um, yeah, I've been since the beginning, I've been uh, a little apprehensive because I got really down when when March 2020 rolled around. I had a whole bunch of things on the books. I had another yeah. year full of traveling, yeah. full of, you know, some better, better slots at different uh, folk festivals here in Canada and things like that. And things were looking up and then there was like two weeks where my inbox was just full of cancellations. Um, and that was uh, super upsetting. So I've been a little apprehensive. I am booking forward for, for the year as if things are the way they are now and cross that bridge when, uh, when we come to it. So thank, you know, hopefully there's not going to be any, any kind of, new lockdowns or restrictions but we'll we'll roll with the punches like we have been yeah so yeah so you're just moving forward as as planned just, just yeah no i i i totally feel that man it's like i i i it's really strange to me that people are sort of living their life i i know we're sort of in it and we kind of have we have to live to with the restrictions that are put on us but like there's so many people who are just completely just 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 uh forgoing any kind of social anything and because of what's going on you know like there's artists who canceled uh their tours at the beginning of the year even you know before even summer you know they planned it and as the summer came and as it was starting to develop a lot of places a lot of these two artists started to cancel and uh it, it seems it, it seems odd right like it seems odd to just cancel be when you don't know what's gonna happen and i know that's why because especially when you think about these bigger acts who are going around with you know semi-trailers and by the way Raina, thank you for that 200 biddies i, I saw that oh, i don't want to forget uh but you know like these bigger acts that with semi-trailers they have crews and stuff so i i kind of understand that but like if you're a singer songwriter, I, I I just don't see why you should hold up your entire life to to uh, accommodate something that may or may not happen. And and again, I know you know I know musicians who are doing that. who are like, well, I'm not gonna do it because we don't know. Um, have you seen that in your community at all? In in the Toronto community, have you seen a lot of artists sort of like, I'd rather just stay home? Or have you seen a a, a change in in attitude towards touring and such? 
For sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just wanted to say, I totally agree that I think as uh, an independent artist and uh, artists who are at the level where things are a bit more casual, they're not, they don't have the the semi-trailer and the tour right. bus and the 10 crew members. It's definitely, it almost puts us in a better situation uh, because we can pivot a lot easier and there's not so much yeah. of that uncertainty with like a crew. If I had a crew, for example, I, I might be more hesitant to get them yeah. to plan things out and, what, right. and whatnot. But uh so totally agree with you there. Uh, in Toronto, there does seem to be yeah, a pretty, pretty firm divide. Like artists are either, there's no real middle ground. It's like there's artists who are just, as soon as things are open and things opened up, they're ready to go and put, put the show, you know, show must go on and, and let's, let's have a good time. Let's be safe about it, but like, let's have a good time. Uh, and then there's, there, there are some bands who I've noticed that are um, keeping it more low key, you know, waiting it out and seeing. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, if that's if that's your route, then like totally respect it. I'm I'm ready to kind of get back out on the road now, and mm-hmm. you know, as long as you know, we'll we'll do things we'll do things safely and make sure people uh, you know aren't getting sick at the show and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, is someone who is a traveler and pro, a self-proclaimed traveler? Uh, yeah. uh, do, do you uh, was was the lockdown hard for you? Was it was it something like was it a very hard pill for to swallow, or was it something? Was it a good break? I, I know they're talking to different musicians that could go either way, but uh, I'm just curious, how was it for you? It was, um, took a bit of getting used to, mm-hmm. I think. Like I was pretty down when it first, uh, when everything first went down. Cause I, I had all these plans for the summer and the fall of 2020 that just all fell apart right. in a matter of weeks. And that was, that was tough. Uh, but then it became a bit of a blessing in disguise. I started, uh, posting on TikTok and grew a grew a good community over on TikTok. I started, uh, you know, focusing more on like learning what doing things online, like what you're doing uh, with, with Twitch and with podcasting, like seeing how much power is in, is in that because uh, I used to kind of have a bit more of a, you know, I w- I'd post on Instagram and things like that about my shows, but I was a very like, if it's not in person, you know, it doesn't feel as authentic. And then I started to get a lot out of these, live streams, but these videos, these communities that you can join online. And, uh, I think that was definitely something that, uh, I needed the time away from traveling and from playing shows to really appreciate. And now it's forever going to be a part of what I do, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah, that, that is cool, man. Like, so, so you were a a TikTok, you were a a pandemic TikTok adopter. You like, like, uh, yeah, because I got a bunch of people who were like, dude, you need to get on TikTok. And I wish I would have earlier in the pandemic. But but yeah, like, yeah, your TikTok is doing pretty good, too. So it's uh, that that's interesting. I, 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 I've been telling people is like, especially the older crowds, um, it's like, hey, you should really think about, you know, switching over to TikTok. Like if you're a creator, if you're a musician or influence of any kind and you're not on tiktok i honestly feel like you're doing yourself a disservice because that's where all the young people are that's where that's where it's going down and honestly i love the app more than instagram or facebook i mean are, are you do you use the uh, the app a lot just on your own free time Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm an addict. <laughs> yeah, me too. It sucks. Yeah. Dude. It sucks. I like, I will devote entire days just <laughs> scrolling, but it's so good. Like it's such yeah. a, it tailor. What's your algorithm like right now? If you don't mind sharing. It's like, it's definitely pretty, pretty music, uh, music nerd heavy kind of <laughs> things. It's like all other, other independent artists and like 
music producer TikTok and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like the most random funny, like <laughs> funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What, what do you got on yours? Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's like conspiracy theories. It's like oh. news. It's like funny stuff. Like what's interesting is my Instagram, uh, my Instagram algorithm for the reels is is more towards music nerd stuff. So I just have like really good players who are just shredding and and you know just just different equipment, gear, stuff like that. But like when I go into TikTok for whatever reason, well I know what reason, but like <laughs> it just seems to that's where I fell into it. It's just uh, I mean, just because you know I, I think. Um, my TikTok right now is full of conspiracy theories, and I think that conspiracy theories is one of those things that's sort of taken off and taken lift in this last year and a half or so. Which, which you know, I'm not trying to get into a conspiracy theory thing, uh, but but you know, like it's given, it's been a fertile ground for conspiracies. You know, what I mean, just this whole pandemic totally. and stuff. It's uh, it's just been it's so for me. It's super interesting. Have you ever gotten into conspiracy theories or like just thought, you know, like I, I know that it's associated now with like being racist or something. I don't know, but like <laughs> it, everything is these days. But but I I don't know. Was there ever a time in your life where you've been like, oh man? JFK, bro. I, I know that's American, which might not mean anything. Oh, to you, but but I don't know. Ha, has there ever been a time in your life? Yeah, I mean, definitely TikTok. I've gone through a couple of TikTok wormholes <laughs> of like people's conspiracy theories, and like I wouldn't consider myself like super into it. But there's been some some YouTube rabbit holes I've I've definitely gone down mm-hmm. to. Something fishy is going on with Princess Diana. So that's all oh, I'll say. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. No, it does seem to be some weird stuff, huh? There, um, well, I mean, and that's not racist linked to being gullible. Ah, shut up, Cartagena. <laughs> not racist linked being, okay, look, I'm, I just, re- I just read that really terribly, but whatever, Cartagena. Uh, I, I don't think, I, listen, I don't think that conspiracy theorists are gullible. I just think that they like to think uh, in different terms. The problem is, is that when people get like really into them and then they show up at pizza parlors with guns like, right. hey, where's the kids at? I'm here to save the kids. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, bro, not going there. Yeah. Yeah, I have a guest on who, uh, his name is Nick Totoli. He's 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 uh, he's YouTube famous and and. Like that's his whole thing is that he just loves to talk about conspiracy theories and, and the last time I talked about it I, on YouTube they flagged the whole thing so I was like, oh damn. Well, but that's the whole thing, right? Like like conspiracy theories when when you're doing this when when you have uh, platforms like YouTube taking down your videos uh, because you're talking about conspiracy theories. I feel like that only sort of ingrains, you know, like that really solidly solidifies that in the in the person's mind. It's like, well, they obviously don't want this to get out. I'm on the right path. So I don't right. think that it's I don't think that silencing conspiracy theories uh, off of YouTube or Instagram is actually helping the situation more than sort of feeding into it. And yeah, the, the, I, I don't know. What what do yeah. you think? I mean, is it's what, what? No, I yeah, I agree that yeah that like if if you believe something that like the the official narrative is wrong and then you put you post online and then it gets taken down you're just that's just like extra confirmation that, <laughs> that uh 
It's like I'm you know? onto something here. And, yeah. But 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 then it's like I can also see the other side where it's like, well, you're spreading misinformation. You're getting people. You know, here in America in January we had uh, they called it an insurrection. Uh, I reported you, Mike. Your mustache is too much fit. The general public, I agree. Papa Sweet, <laughs> it's your it's your fault. And now Raina likes it. So thank you, Papa Sweet. It's your fault. It's uh, a great stash. Oh say. well thank you. It <laughs> I don't personally think it's that great, but I appreciate that you that people are, are liking it. It was something it was actually Papa Sweet's fault that it's on my face. It speaks to me at night. Yes, it does. <laughs> it comes to you in your dreams. <sighs> we're we're connected like that, Papa Sweet. Um, hold on, I I'm I'm like so. Hold on, I I want to look up this Princess Diana thing because I I know um, there there is an idea that. Hold on, the eight reasons people think. So is there something new that's coming out? Is there a new theory that's sort of developing? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I just I remember watching like a a long, long, long YouTube video about it and being like <laughs> something fish that, that the queen that the queen was was the reason why uh, she was she wasn't killed accidentally. She was like assassinated mm -hmm. or, or whatnot. And I was like, yep, I'm like I'm fully on, on board. Whoa. Never never looked at anything more. But I was like, you know what? Well, this like, is my conspiracy theory. I believe <laughs> this is this is the hill <laughs> I'm dying on. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, and it was because she was planning on leaving, right? Or she was going to come out with something. Was I don't know. Do you remember what the details oh, were? Man. It's it's all it's like so long ago now. Yeah, I think she uh, she was planning on leaving, um, but that's yeah, that's pretty much all I know. Yeah, yeah, she was going to leave, and and that. Well, I mean, none of that would surprise me. I mean, when you look at what's going on with this whole Epstein trial and Prince Andrew, I mean, that whole family just seems to be whack a duty. So, who knows? You know, totally. who knows? but uh, I don't know. I, I know I said we weren't going to go down this path, but now I'm here, and now I'm all <laughs> excited. Uh, as a Canadian, do you, are you following the Epstein thing? I don't know if that's big in your country. It is, it is big. Uh, I haven't followed it since like it all went down uh, a little earlier, but, mm. uh, haven't, yeah, I haven't seen too much. Yeah. They're naming people now they're naming there. There's, there's a, the driver, there's a victim who came out was naming Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, uh, Prince Andrew. Uh, you know, what's funny, Whoa. you know, what, what was funny is that I think Trudeau, 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 I keep calling him whatever. I think Trudeau, Trudeau, Trudeau. I think Trudeau was on some Trudeau, made up yeah. list that uh, that had like Jay Z and and like all these different celebrities on it. But I think that was a debunked list. But oh wow! I mean Trudeau, Trudeau likes to do what? What is Trudeau? Yeah, Trudeau. <laughs> Trudeau yeah. likes to do. What does he like to do? He likes to dress up like like uh, native natives, right? That's his thing. He's like. Yeah, like no, he he did like full on like full on blackface. Oh yeah, that's like his jam. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> if it's not blackface, I'm not into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, like multiple times. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that guy. He's just too damn handsome to to rule. That's all. Um, okay, uh, I I, uh, I don't know what's going on with the Princess Diana th conspiracy theory, but uh, we were talking about this uh, talking to bookers and having a hard time with them. So I kind of want to go through this with you, um, just because it's so 
it's so fucking funny to me. Like, I just, I can't handle it. Uh, so my friend, he was trying to, I'm not sure if he was trying to book a, a he was, he was trying to book a gig and, uh, he dressed up in full Indian garb that didn't make any sense on a visit to India, I believe. Oh, oh well. yeah. Did that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Our president farted in front of, you know, dignitaries. So, Hey. Here you go. Wait, <laughs> I must have missed that. The Canadian news didn't cover that. Oh, well, the American news didn't cover it either. <laughs> the, okay. the American news is going out of their way not to not to uh, highlight any of our our dwindling uh, presidents uh, ongoing. So uh, it, it's fine. You know, we, <laughs> we get a he did he cup a fart? No, he didn't cup the fart. He just apparently it was a long drawn out fart. Who was it? It was a. Uh, it was the 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 first lady of Germany. Who did who did Biden fart in front of? I got I got it up here. Uh, Duchess Camilla Parker Bowles. Yeah, there you go, Duchess Camilla. He he did a long drawn out fart. Someone in the yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like rumors that he's like pooping his pants, and he's uh, there was like mystery pooper in the White House back uh, uh, a few months ago. Yeah, it, 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 there was a mystery pooper where there was like piles of poop were being found in different places around the White House. And everybody was like, what's going on? Why is this happening? Well, they decided to blame the dog, the dog who bites everybody. <laughs> so they decided <laughs> and not, the, of course, the, the, the president, because, well, it would be problematic if the current sitting president of the United States was shitting himself and well. Anyways, Biden is a classic ancient grandpa. Our country's response to electing an insane uncle. Yeah, mm, there you go. Shitting president. <laughs> the shitty, the current shitting president. <laughs> All right, I can't even look at you guys right now. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's read this. So this was this was my friend trying to attempt to book a band, um, and and uh, this was what this is this is the whole thing. Uh, <clears throat> So he said, hello, I represent a Toledo area local band looking to book your venue. Normal. Hi, how you doing? Everything. Response. Uh, Sir, I read over your set list and it would bore my collage crowd to death. And C-O-L-L-A-G-E. Um, I've listened to your videos and I can tell you're a good band, but it's not what we're looking for. Thanks for the inquiry. inquiry. <laughs> so after being rejected... He says, what's a collage crowd? Like a bunch of pictures put together? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you actually said that? <laughs> yes. It's right, it's right here. You can't see oh. it. You can't see it. I wish I could. I could show you guys, actually. Oh, so funny. Oh, oh yeah. It, no, it gets crazy. It gets much insane. So, um, so dude responds, wow! Exclamation point. It means kids aged 21 to 25. Your set list is not what they want to see. I'm sorry, we're looking for upbeat bands that deliver music they know. High energy bands that brings a show. Like I said, I'm sure you're a good band, but you're not what we're looking for. Which in normal days, if, if in normal times, you know, that's where it would end, right? But not now. We're just running through. <laughs> the world has changed. Yes, the world has changed. This is a different this is a different environment. We're just running through our least favorite Thanksgiving guests as present. 
Papa Sweet. You're absolutely <laughs> right. That is exactly what we're doing. Uh, okay. So he says, uh, uh, okay. So he said, it'd be hard to entertain collage kids. And he capitalized collage. Uh, okay, so it'd be hard to entertain collage kids if they were all bored to death anyways. And uh, which I didn't get that one, but whatever. Uh, well, from them, if I had people asking me about you, then maybe I'd consider booking you. But dot, dot, dot. I've not once had anyone ask for you at the venue. I'm sorry, but your set list is not good. You're playing, you're playing you think is good. N okay. <laughs> you are playing you think is good. I don't know what that even means. Uh, not what a dance floor wants. My best friend played with Masfina, one of the best bands in Toledo. Uh, I know the Toledo scene. He spelled scene wrong. Uh, it's not what we're looking for out here. Sorry. Like I said before, I have no more interest in playing at the venue. Please quit messaging me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what that's what he said. Uh, that's wild. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. Um, and Masfina hasn't played since 2015, which is true. Uh, but they were on top because they knew why the crowd, what the crowd wanted. Sorry, but your set list is shit. Glad you're popular in Toledo. <laughs> I'd have to see packed dance floors with what you're playing. Sorry, I've been in the business for over 30 years. I know what fills dance floors. <laughs> He said, so band leader says, you're the best around. Nothing's going to ever keep you down. You're the best around. <laughs> Nothing's ever going to keep. Oh, my God. Okay. We're almost done, everybody. I promise. <laughs> we're, um, uh, okay. Okay. Now I'm done. I'm shooting you straight, but you're being a bitch on Facebook. Really? I've been in the music business long before you. Sorry. You're not getting a booking. Collage. He just answers collage. That's how many spots. <laughs> LMAO. Okay, I'm done being nice. Your set list sucks. You're playing music you think is good. We're looking for music that fills a dance floor. You set list sucks. Nowhere near what fills a dance floor. I've had five people message me tonight laughing at you on Facebook. Plain and simply, no. Dude, I've been fucking with you since you spelled collage wrong. It's been very entertaining for all of us. Thanks for being here. Uh, here is a collage of your interaction. Have a good life. <laughs> and then he <laughs> and then he made a collage and then he put it on Facebook. So there it is, everybody. It's on Facebook. This is actually Jason. Oh. If you guys uh, if you guys know Jason, which you don't know Jason, but these guys kind of know Jason. Jason from uh, JT and the Conspiracy, who plays with me every once in a while. So I just wanted to read that wow. because I just thought that's, that yeah, that's wild. I've never had an interaction like that. <laughs> It's usually just been like somebody ghosting the other person. Maybe in Canada, we're just too nice. We just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, we keep those things to ourselves and just like ghost each other. But I, I kind of want to have an experience like that just for the, just for the laugh. <laughs> just for the TikTok. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I love, I, I love that kind of stuff. And, and that's kind of what I like about TikTok is now that you can kind of put these stories and, and make them into an action thing. You know, you could sort of, like instead of doing that, he could like instead of putting a collage together and putting it on Facebook, he could just be sitting there reading it out loud, pointing and stuff. I love it. I love it. But yeah, that that's the booking stuff. The 
I've never had that problem. Have you ever have you ever gotten done playing a gig and the guy is trying to settle with you or the person is trying to settle with you and it's not what you agreed on? Like the cash isn't what you agreed on? Uh for the most part, yeah. There's been some kind of like, hey, I think that there was more people here than <laughs> than what you said were here, kind of thing. Yeah. Like especially like nowadays I try to do like set up some kind of ticketing advan- in advance mm-hmm. of most of the shows I play. But in the earlier days and before the pandemic, I did a lot of like at the door kind of thing where definitely times where I felt like, okay, like you're handing me money. But like, I know for a fact that there was like way more people here than that. And they're like, oh no, that's all, you know, that's all it was. So I think I kind of ate it a little bit in like the early times and it's easy to get taken advantage, taken advantage of before you kind of know yeah. your worth. But thankfully in the last like maybe year before the pandemic and since things have opened up a little bit, it's been a little better. Yeah. So what, have you just been a working are are you a full-time musician or do you do you maintain a day job at the moment yeah i've, I've worked about a, a thousand side different side gigs from time to time when things are are slower it's like you know it's definitely a bit of a roller coaster that way but uh, at the moment yeah which has been which has been really great sweet and then before the pandemic i mean i know the pandemic threw a wrench in a lot of people's programs but before the pandemic, were you were were you full time musician as well? For yeah, for about uh, for about a year, I was, and but like yeah, working pretty consistently part time on the mm-hmm. side. But like you know, every weekend gigging, playing like uh, everything from uh, playing at like breweries for three hours, doing covers to like doing my own original stuff, and then doing some kind of freelance work as well, like as a guitar player and, and things like that too. Yeah, yeah. Are you the one doing all the like guitar work on the albums? Uh, yeah, for the most part. So there's uh, a couple songs where my friend Taylor, who who produced the record, uh, added a couple um, parts here and there. That was like, hey, what do you think of this? And I'm like, that's amazing. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I do all the guitar. About half of the bass I did on the on the mm-hmm. album, depending on who I was working with at the time, uh, and then just the harmonica and the the vocals as well. Sweet. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm I'm not sure who exactly was playing guitar, but I hear some 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 uh, some tasty little licks going on, like some country licks and stuff. Is that is that your friend or is that you? No, that's that's more more so me, but definitely a little bit of Taylor too. We both have, have kind of similar styles, but I really like that country lead lead work too. Yeah, man, I love it too. I it's just oh man, Thank chicken you. picking is just I love chicken picking. I know you weren't chicken picking, but like just that country style of like that's more bluegrass, I guess, like chicken picking or like like crazy those you know it's crazy it's like so cool. I love that I too. love yeah. it too, man. I love it so much. Like that it's probably one of my I, I did the I, I was doing it during the pandemic. I was doing these um like just lick videos where it was just be, like twenty seconds of like a, a a hot ass lick and then have the tab and then slow down the lick and that was it. And and the best one was always the outlaw country, always the country ones, always like the double double. What do you call them double? Jesus, I can't remember anything. Anyway, like double stops. Double stop stops. Or? Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm glad that <laughs> right you, I'm glad you saved me on that one. I just so you were you were posting those earlier. Yeah, in the pandemic, the... and they were doing really well. Um, oh, I gotta check those out. Those sound awesome. Yeah, they're just like super quick. So like, if you just wanted a quick lick, well, you just you know what? Now I'm gonna pull one up because you got me all got me. Yeah, all hyped. let's see it. <laughs> you got me all hyped up now. Hold on. Um, 
This is ridiculous. I'm, uh, let me see. It should be just right here. Here it is. Like, here's the tutorial. Boink. There you are. Uh, so, like, something like this. It, and it was, like, so, like, crappily shot, too. Oh, it's awesome. And yeah. It's just... That, so these are usually the ones that do pretty good. Oh, yeah. Well, I know what I'm going to be binging later. This is totally on my alley. Um, what's the one? What's the one? Um, the one that mostly does good is, oh, you son of a bitch. Sorry, now I just feel like it's show and tell. Oh my god. Some of, some of those are sloppy as shit. <laughs> um, okay, that is enough, Mike. That's enough. I have to stop myself or That's else I'll just cool. be like, huh, let's just watch all of them. No, that's not what we're here. That's what I'm gonna be doing later. So, <laughs> um, thank you, thank you, Raiden, for that. Woo. Um, what Bonnie has a question. Uh, oh, Papa Sweet, the good guy is always gonna be Jason in that story. Um, sassy Jason, yes, indeed. What is your preferred location to play? Backyards, pubs, outdoor concerts, bars, etc. From that's a great question. I think. If I'm playing solo, because uh, I do play with a band and I play solo as well, um, my favorites are like house concerts mm. where there's like maybe like 30 people there. It's in like a living room. It's super intimate. Everyone's got like, you know, just like ha nice having a drink, chilling out, listening to the music and really like hearing the stories behind the songs. I, I do a lot of uh, kind of banter with the audience and I really like doing that. Otherwise, uh, with the band, definitely... My favorite show I've ever played was just last Friday. It was like my album release show. It was like a oh, my first proper like club show back since uh, things opened up, and that felt amazing. Where people can dance and you know really just get into it. So that, that I'd say like a nice nice venue show with the band or a house concert uh, and backyard concerts kind of fall into that category too. That, that's also a really nice vibe. But I think the house concerts are uh, something something really special. Yeah, those house concerts are really cool and and so intimate. Did you uh, so you, when you're you, when you were touring and when you go back out on the road, uh, it, do you have tours booked? Is uh, you might have said I might have missed it, but do you have a tour uh, booked coming up or? I have kind of a I have a run of shows booked in uh, in Ontario, like the province in Canada that I'm from, uh, mm -hmm. but nothing too far uh, too like far from home, so it won't be much of a tour, but. Mm -hmm. uh, Hoping to, to get something in the spring, summer, kind of do do a little Canada rip. Yeah. When you're traveling, are you is it because of music or is it because you're just traveling? I try to kind of keep it both, like mm -hmm. the last couple times. So I was actually this is a, quite quite the gig I had. It was uh, I was a Via Rail artist on board. So Via Rail is like our national train uh -huh. system, like and, Amtrak down here or something. Exactly like okay. that. And they on the longer haul trips, they have. Uh, like a bar car on the train. So uh, I would actually play live music in the bar and they, and be able to take tips and sell merch. And, but I would, I was able to travel anywhere in Canada for free essentially. So That's amazing. Um, it was really cool. Yeah. And, uh, and met, you know, you meet the coolest people and uh, you get your own little room on the train. Yeah. So I was doing that a lot. 
And uh, I would kind of try to make it like a tourcation where I'd go rent a car somewhere and drive around, see the places, play the sh- play a few shows, and then hop back on the train and, and get back. That's wild. That's so cool. Did he play the Rocky tour? I don't know what the Rocky tour. I did go right through the Rockies. Yeah, oh. like um, through um, Alberta and, and British Columbia and, and see, you know, it, it cuts right through the mountains. So I got it's, you. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, you, you're just going to, that's how you got me, the Rocky tour. I don't know your, I don't know that the Canadians call it the Rocky tour. Bonnie's Canadian. As oh, well. cool. <laughs> right on. Well, hello to a fellow Canadian. <laughs> I always never mind, <laughs> uh, but but that's that's eh. <laughs> uh, that that's wild. So how did you how did you book that gig? How do you get a gig playing on a train for people? That that's so dope. Yeah, so it was all like this word of mouth thing where uh, I was I've been friends with uh, you know just the the local scene here uh, in Ontario, and I saw. This duo uh, did it. They only take solos and duos for for the Via Rail artists on board program. So I saw they did it and I was like, that's what I want to do. That's so cool. So um, there's like an application form and you have to like, it's almost like applying for a job. Like you have to have references. You have to like write a bit of an essay kind of thing. And like, (laughs) uh, yeah. So, uh, and it's all about like promoting like uh, Canadian culture because there's a lot of tourists. So Mm -hmm. you have to kind of write about like how your music weaves in with like Canada as a whole, I guess. And then, uh, yeah, then it, it all worked out for me. Thankfully I've, I heard it can be pretty competitive, but I, I got lucky. And once you're kind of in the system, you can just book whatever trips you want. So wow. got into the system and it was all good. Was it good pay? So kind of, because basically they didn't actually pay you for your performance, mm. uh, but you're able to, but with the value of the trips, like it's quite expensive to take the the train across yeah. Canada. So it does work out to like, it feels like a lot of value. And then you're able to just take tips and sell your merch and CDs and stuff like that. And I found that people were pretty generous on the train because there's nothing else to spend your money on other right. than, you know, a sandwich or a beer or something. So <laughs> play, play this song for me. Here's a hundred dollars. I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like you're obligated to play Hank Williams while bumming on a train. Is that right? Is that right? You, you feel, I, I don't, I don't know how to play any Hank Williams off the top of my head, so I'm going to have to learn it for the next trip. Ooh, you're making Papa Sweet mad. You're making Papa Sweet <laughs> mad. You should have done that. Oh, uh, I forgot what it is. Oh, gosh darn it. That was supposed to do that. <laughs> hey. There it is. I didn't do that right at all. Wow. Just, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the... Nah, probably more tragically hip. I am offended. You know what, Papa Sweet? This is what you get then. That's right. There it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, or we could do this one. To you by Pfizer. Fuck you. Okay, that's great. Thank you, Pfizer. God, everything's running like shit today. I should. I. I wish I would. I wish I would have restarted this thing. It. It just. It's just ridiculous. Anyways, um, I. No, like I should have restarted my computer once I saw it start glitching. But hey, here we are. We're doing it now. We're in this. We're in this. Uh, what the. Um, God damn it! I had this question. And now it's fleeting me. It's uh. 
your your uh, storytelling is um, I, I really dig how you tell stories and your turn of phrase. Um, I yeah. I, uh, I I don't mean this in a negative way at all. Uh, but it reminds me somewhat of uh, uh, like Connor Oberst or like uh, Bright Eyes. I don't know. Is that maybe an influence on you? Huge influence. Yeah, that's that's really cool that you picked up on that. Um, yeah, man. It, well, I mean, not, not, I'm not, and of course, I'm not trying to say that you sound like Connor Oberst or anything like that. But I could definitely hear some influence from him. Um, so, so you're you're uh, pretty influenced by <clears throat> Bright Eyes and 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 such. Yeah, yeah, there's um, definitely like a few albums I discovered when I started playing solo that really kind of encouraged me to, to go out because I was playing in bands mostly as a guitar player. Uh, so when I um, started writing songs that felt a bit more acoustic and solo, it was, yeah, um, definitely like I'm, I'm Wide Awake It's Morning by Bright Eyes was mm. a huge one. Um, so there's a band from Canada called The Weaker Thans that was also uh, kind of in that similar vein of like, storytelling really great lyrics mm. uh and then uh yeah those were pretty much the two i like that that year before i started doing solo stuff i was like listening to those two albums like like those two artists on repeat a lot mm. yeah no the, the i mean i've never heard the what are they called the weak the weaker thans the weaker thans yeah i want to definitely check out those guys i love i love connor O'Burns, man that was like that was my whole college was just bright eyes and like Conor O'Brien, he came out with a. I think it was his first solo album after, like, it was after Bright Eyes. Was it? What is it? Uh, uh, also, appreciate the comments down there. I see someone saying my smile is infectious, so <laughs> we're glad I can make you smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please feel free if you see anything. Please, uh, hey, Nicktronic, welcome back. Thank you for coming back. I, it's good to see you. Uh, so let's see, Connor, his first solo album, it's just incredible. What, what is it called though? Okay. Is it Ruminations or is there one before that? There might be one that, that might, I might be talking about the second one. Look, look, he has releases from 1993. Get out of here. No one cares about your 13 year old oh, releases yeah. when you were 13, Connor <laughs> O'Bird. Get out of here. Actually, I want to see. <laughs> I would love to actually hear that. <laughs> Honestly, that dude was just writing. Yeah, me too. I haven't heard it yet. I mean, when you see how young he is, have you ever seen any of those old interviews of him like talking and, and he's just like, I like going to a record. He has like a little boy's voice. He's like, I like going to a record store and looking for our little Gun 3 albums. And it's wild, dude. <laughs> like he, because um, uh, he was considered a prodigy like a folk singing right. prodigy, which is very interesting to think about because when you think about having the turn of phrase that, especially the turn of phrase that he does, like you would expect that out of like a, a you know, a, a train traveling Hank Williams or a Bob Dylan, you know, like someone who's like lived an entire life. Right. You know? And, and yet this is all coming from a 13, well, at the time he, when he was starting to get attention, he was doing this as a 13 year old. So I don't know. What do you, do you think that is, do you think that there has to be some kind of life lived or do you think that, that you can authentically create just off of being a fan? Because that's what I'm guessing is that he was just creating off being a fan, but I, I don't know. What's your opinion? I think it's, a, I think it's a bit of both. I think mm. probably the best 
for most people, the best work comes from like the real lived experience where they're, uh, you know, deeply feeling the, the emotions they're trying to convey. Hmm. But I think that also like you can, you know, there, there's a lot of great writers who write things about what they've never experienced, you know, whether it's like uh, in their books or like in like songwriting too. And I think, um, yeah, just by being a fan of, of great songwriters, I think it can really like turn that part of your brain on that hmm. might, you know, have not been turned on otherwise, but I think for me, the stuff that I really like and the stuff that like makes the albums and the releases that I put out are all like things that I've lived or inspired by things that I've lived. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was listening to American Cash and and I, I, I'm not even sure. Like, uh, is that like a pro-American Cash or anti-American? Not that you're an anti-American guy or anything. I'm not trying to put that in your mouth, but I, I wasn't <laughs> sure where you were going with that. What? Could you kind of give us a little bit more on that? Uh, if you hundred percent, yeah, yeah, it's interesting to talk to an American about it because I, I don't think I, I have yet. But um, basically, in 2019, I took three trips to the U.S. in like three months. And when you're, uh, have you spent much time in Canada at all, or have you taken I, well, some road trips up? Here? I, I actually have. I, I used to go up to Windsor all the time to get wasted and buy pills. Oh, okay, <laughs> nice. Before, like, before you were 21, maybe. Get yes, when I was in 19, when I was 19, we used to go up to Windsor and get kicked out of every bar because we were nice. rowdy American assholes who were just like, we're only here for the for the the alcohol and the what was it and the codeine. Coding. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the coding and alcohol? Uh, <laughs> which I don't think you guys could. I don't think you guys do the coding anymore, right? Like they stopped. No, doing. no, I never. I think that was like before before my time. I never got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was before my time. I never got the. Never got the coding. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they used to sell the coding. It was uh, you could buy it, and it was over the counter Tylenol. We'd go and take like forty of these stupid things. Our liver would be shot for the next like four months, but we'd be like, "Yeah, we're partying internationally." You know? <laughs> uh, idiots! Oh, all of us. Sounds epic, but yeah. uh, <laughs> please, please tell us about American Cash. Yeah. So um, basically, yeah, I took those three trips uh, to the states. One was for music. I was playing, or two were for music. I was playing at these like conferences that. Uh, the local organizations would like uh, for music in Canada and in my province, Ontario would like send us out uh, to different conferences to like showcase our music. And one was just a trip, uh, a road trip I took to Washington, DC, and it was Connecticut, Washington and New Orleans. And uh, yeah, I just find like, you might have the same experience when you're in Canada as an American. I find like Canada and America are very similar and there's sometimes these interesting moments that kind of like you feel like you're just like at home but then there's these certain moments that you like kind of make you realize that you're you're an outsider or like you're you're further from home than you think you are so like there's things like looking in your wallet and seeing like a different currency than you're used to seeing mm, or yeah uh, you know like the i find like the billboards are a lot taller in the states because um, <laughs> everything's bigger <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah they're bigger like just all these different things the, yeah the, you know, the text they use on the highway signs where it's like and there's that feeling that you get otherwise when you're not traveling, like where like you might have gotten the idea that you're at home or you're comfortable. And then there's that little reminder that like you're a bit more of an outsider than you thought you were. So that's what American Cash was kind of like. Gotcha. I wrote down all these this list of these different things and I just put it together in a song, really. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, no, there is that that. Uh, 
the the first thing I remember noticing is like the cigarettes and how graphic the cigarette packs are. <laughs> you know, like how there'll be a pregnant woman on it. Uh, don't you guys have like like fetuses and stuff on yours, or is that a different country? Yeah, no, it's wild. There's like there's no branding. It's just <laughs> they're all the, they all all the boxes are the same, uh-huh. and then. Uh, there's just a giant picture of something very graphic on it. And that's all you get. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you know this at all, but is there a uh, nasty teeth and scary looking cancer guys? Yeah. Uh, did that work at all in deterring people from buying cigarettes? Have you ever, I don't know if you pay attention to that. I'm, I'm not a smoker, but you know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not much of a smoker <laughs> myself. So I don't really know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know a ton of people who smoke. So maybe... It worked, but I mean, he's like, I don't know anybody, so there it is. (laughs) It worked. Uh, You could buy covers for the packs. (laughs) (laughs) You can buy covers so you don't have to be reminded of your own mortality. (laughs) That's ridiculous. I love it so much. Canadians, I love you guys. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Oh, well, thank you. That's so funny. <laughs> to request not to have the teeth packs. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, what's, I, the, what's the better alternative? <laughs> yeah. I, can I have the the fetus? The fetus? No, 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 not the, no, not the teeth. The fetus. The fetus. The fetus. Not that one. The fetus. Yeah. It's fucking. It's either way. Uh, all we have here in America is a, a, a politely worded warning. This is like, this may cause cancer. <laughs> yeah. It's really tiny. Like, we don't care here. We're just like, well, all we want is preservatives. We want, we want all the carcinogens. We want the stuff to be on the shelf for like, you know, like three years without it growing mold. You know, we just want it here. We want it now. We want it in our veins, baby. We're America <laughs> with our big billboards and tall erect buildings. Uh, erectile, erectile dysfunction for the ladies was never a problem. I didn't, what? <laughs> I used to work in a small town store and people would request to not have the teeth packs. Yeah, I love that. I, I That is so wild to me that people will just like, like buy covers. Oh, thank you for putting those sunglasses on, uh, on Ric Flair, Nicktronic. I appreciate that. Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> um, so you... Uh, this is the closest you'll get to a fetus. Okay, thank you. Well, I'm not. I don't really want the fetus. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes. So you said you don't really smoke. So did, was there a time that you did smoke? Uh, no. But I just like, you know, the odd, the odd time here and there. Yeah, social, well, social smoker from from time to time. You know, but not really. When you're drinking, like when you're having a drink at the bar, and like people are smoking, it, sometimes it, it looks nice, but. I just, oh man, I, I never ever enjoyed waking up the next day after a hard night of drinking and smoking cigarettes. It's just like, like, I, like, like oh, I, yeah. y- like my mixer was an ashtray, right? Like it was just, yeah, eh, ugh, yeah. The ashtray mode. No, yeah, it's uh, never a good, good reminder. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, of the night before. I would argue that erectile dysfunction has always been a mutual issue. We're all trying to come. Yes, we are, Papa Sweet. I agree with that. We're all just trying to get there. America, fuck you, pay me, then die. Yeah, well, here we go. Brought to you by Pfizer. Fuck you. (laughs) 
pay me. Oh, you finally worked, you bastard. Thank you, Pfizer, for bringing us this wonderful program, our politicians, our news, our commercials, our, our, our vaccines and medicine. Thank you so much for being there. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would agree with you, Papa Sweet, but I'm guessing that erectile dysfunction is more or less going to be our problem because, I mean, ladies got to, they, they can handle it, right? We're the ones who are just sitting here looking, uh, the worst is like when you get too drunk, I don't know. I don't know, John, if you've <laughs> experienced this, but there's this thing we call whiskey dick here in the States. Where oh, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it runs rampant here in Canada too. <laughs> it's, international, <laughs> it's an international problem. <laughs> <laughs> Pfizer works when it wants to work. Again, Pfizer actually has provided medications that uh, worked and uh, and has saved people's lives and the opiate crisis. But you know, whatever. It's we're we're doing things. We're living our life. I thought erectiles uh, were only allowed <laughs> in the zoos. Yeah. <laughs> The doing is often more important than the outcome. Yeah, I suppose I suppose you're right. But in the end, we all just want that sweet release, right? That's what we're all working for here. Um, what? So what? What made you want to like break off and do solo work? Uh, you were you were working as a like a guitarist, like uh, as a like a backup or a, uh, a rhythm where you lead. Where where did you fall in the guitarist? realm as a as a gigging musician yeah so this was like yeah like early days just playing guitar and like a bunch of different bands from high school and a little bit after that and just uh yeah like wanting to be just a, just like not just a guitar player because like guitar players are awesome just wanted to be the guitar player the guy who like you know played played the leads and soloed and stuff like that and and uh worked really hard at playing guitar and then somewhere along that line i started like writing songs and having other people in the band sing the songs. And uh, I felt I figured out that I like songwriting way more than I liked playing guitar. So mm. it kind of just naturally started falling from me writing songs. And then I, I moved away and started going to like open mics uh, in a town called London, Ontario. Um, and uh, just slowly started building up my repertoire of songs and realizing that like, yeah, like I could, I could probably do this. Um, and, and like, yeah, the, listening to those artists that I mentioned before were kind of the music I was writing started to make sense as acoustic. So decided that it was a lot easier as well to just you know, get out and play gigs as a solo artist. Mm. Um, then, you know, relying on, uh, rehearsal time and back the back and forth of all that stuff dude too, so. relying on other people sucks <laughs> <laughs> when it all comes together it's the most amazing it's thing amazing ever, but, uh, yes but yeah but but it's like you literally you you are relying on other people and 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 like and hopefully your band's not more than like five people god fucking forbid because like then it's over but but Jesus, like just, just the, the, you know, late people, late people make mistakes, people too drunk, people on time, you know, like just, just their lives fall apart. And so that'll follow, you know, that, that ruins your band because their life fell apart. And it's just like, oh God, it's just, it's monotony. There is this, uh, you know, there's this movement right now. Uh, I'm seeing it on TikTok actually, where they're just talking about how, um, touring bands like that's just the most it's over you know like unless you have a budget behind you unless you have money behind you 
unless you, you know have that following that can support that new bands it's just it's it's ridiculous to even try at this point which again i would never again i would never tell anybody not to try but you know there is but you would have to be very honest with what is in store and right now as a band a touring band uh i don't see it being uh all that profitable or you know i mean because you can go out and and pay to play you know like if you if you want to pay for a fun music vacation that's fine but if you're planning on going out you know making money or even breaking even i i don't know how feasible that is right now would you agree with that would you agree with the tiktok sentiment that uh bands touring band touring with bands is uh not a viable options these days yes and no i think i've seen that go around as well mm-hmm. like that original video i think it's like saying it's no longer a viable model to right. have like a band uh yeah so i think we're t- talking about the same thing here mm. i think that i agree with you i would never encourage someone to not try right. and do it because you know at the very least it's like it's just an awesome thing to do to be in a band and to play music is like the best but uh I think that bands and artists like like ourselves too are gonna like need to get more creative and not just see it as like go to city play a show um and hope to sell some t-shirts and hope to make a bit of money from the ticket sales like i think that there's gonna have to be new options and new new ways to monetize whether it's like having some kind of event earlier in the day that you can you know have some of your biggest supporters out to like a vip type of thing uh, or if you're not at that level like something where you can kind of make use of the time better. And maybe it's actually playing like less shows, but higher like quality, like spending the time in those cities with a higher quality thing or like collaborating with other, you know, content creators in the cities that you're traveling to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just trying to, trying to get more creative with how you can monetize, I think is going to be the next, the next big question. But yeah, where do you see that heading then? I mean, what, when you're looking down this road, uh, when you're looking down this road is what you just described. What what is your plan? What's your plans on sort of navigating through this? Yeah, I mean, uh, like not nothing really like in stone in terms of something super creative, but I just know like you know things like um, I hosted a lot of or I was able to, to play a lot of like backyard and house concerts mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think. I'm going to be integrating more of that because those typically pay a lot better in my experience because people are generous and they'll bring their friends out who, you know, might not be the typical type to go to a a venue. So this might be their only show that they've seen in a little while. Uh, And they'll usually put you up for the night as well. So like maybe like for bands to be prepared to play an acoustic set and the night before their other show, like find a super fan who can put everything together and, and, you know, play a like a private show. Mm. Um, Yeah. But otherwise I mean, I think it's totally up to like how the the band and how the the artist can can kind of put it together with their whole brand and their whole story yeah. to see um, if there's something else. Maybe it's like collaborating with uh, you know like a, a beer brand to sell like a special kind of beer for a day if they're like that kind of band or I don't know. Well, I mean, like, get a little more creative and uh, well, lots no, to think about. I've, well, I mean, you even said I think yourself is one of those things is like creating with other content creators. I mean. In the TikTok world, it is a very, it's very common for them to, 
do the TikTok tours going from city to city, renting mansions, and they all sort of are in each other's videos, doing little dance videos, and, and that's like a whole thing. So I think that's actually a brilliant idea that you just sort of was like, you just sort of threw out there, is sort of collaborating with other, like even if it's on TikTok. And again, if you're a fucking content creator or a musician and you're not on TikTok, where the fuck are <laughs> you, son? You're you're way behind. You're very, very far behind. Um <clears throat> I about had a heart attack the first time it happened. I just, I had just gotten divorced and I didn't realize that a serious breakup could cause temporary intimacy issues. So I was scared. I went to a doctor who basically threw up their hands. Sorry, I know this is off cop. <laughs> That's okay. Pompous, we have done that. I have talked myself out of a boner with my wife. So I, I get it. I get it, bro. I, <laughs> you can be in your own head way too hard. It, it happens to the best of us. TikTok, never. Thank you. Listen, moving Dutchman, okay? You don't have to be on TikTok. You can just stay here on Twitch playing LDS. Nope, that's not it. Uh, L-O-R, lore. You can just sit here and play L-O-R. But, but if you are a content creator and, and or a musician or someone or model, dancer, whatever, they, okay, my bad. <laughs> My bad. Lo Lotro? Is that what you call it? Lotro? Whatever. I'm, I'm fucking fucking nerd. <laughs> fuck with I love I love you moving Mexican man. Um anyways, yeah, Lord of the Rings online. I get it, moving Dutchman. I get it. I was trying to think of how you say it. Lord of rings so i said lore but that's just not how it goes anyways yeah no that i think that's a great suggestion is is that kind of thing another one which this might be obvious because i'm here on this platform but twitch the one thing that um <laughs> me and my wife saw because me and my wife we do um one ring sorry yeah you know what you keep your ring all right you keep your ring I should have just pictured the glorious, handsome face of our wonderful guest today, and <laughs> I have been sprung like Sir Mix a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean he is a he is a oh, handsome gentleman here. We got a handsome guy on our on our stream today. Bring this into your brain. There it is. Right. Yeah, and then go and then go listen to Traveler out now. Go and listen to it. Go click on the links right now and get some of this hot stuff in your player. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Damn it. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Of course I did. Oh, you're uh, talking about you and your wife. Oh, yes, yes. kind of creative. Th thank you, John. <laughs> thank you for, for, for guiding the show along. Uh, yeah, so one thing that I noticed, well, we noticed, right, one of the biggest things that we noticed about being on Twitch, because my wife is a... Um, is a singer songwriter and we write together and we perform together. But when the pandemic hit, like yourself, we lost our gigs. We kind of knew about Twitch. We dived in and now here we are. Uh, one thing that we've noticed is that her organic growth through Spotify and through all of her other pla uh, other platforms has gone completely just this amazing without any paying for ads or playlists or anything. Her 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 uh, her songs are doing really well. Her reach is really well. I mean, she she's just killing it on this platform. She's doing much better than me, is what I'm saying. Uh, 
So, I mean, like, just for people who are out there looking for alternatives to reach people, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be out on the road. You can do it from your home. You can do it uh, like Twitch or on TikTok, which you do really cool stuff on TikTok. We should we should actually pull that up um, because because yeah. uh, I really dig your videos and they're they're good quality, you know. And um, how long do you, what how long do you put into your TikTok videos? Uh, yeah. Like, how, how much time do you devote to... There once was a man who had no sleep. Sorry, guys. Even sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Jeez. Louise. <laughs> uh, um, it, it totally depends on the video. Like, TikTok is still, after like a year of doing it consistently, it's still really difficult to figure out. Like, yeah, what, I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What's going to hit and what's not. So, like, sometimes I'll make a, like... You've probably seen them if you've looked at my profile. Like, I'll make like a, a video of just the camera on my face and like a little, you know, uh, text bubble about the song. And like, that'll do really well. And sometimes I'll put like a, an hour or a couple hours into a video and it won't do very well. So um, <laughs> I'd say like, I try to schedule like a, a day or two every week or like a, you know, a, a maybe a three hour chunk every, you know, twice a week or something like that mm -hmm. where I'll just make as many ideas i'll keep like a list of ideas and just yeah. make as many of them as i can and kind of in one batch and then ah. disperse them throughout the week that's so. smart that's smart yeah and if you want to take it a step further is create all your content and then get the um what does tiktok have like an auto post yet do they have like a thing where you can uh scheduled post i meant is there a way to they only have it on the desktop version okay. and the annoying thing as a music creator is that you can't uh like you know you can tag it with a sound mm -hmm. at the bottom so like i like to do that even if it, like my song isn't actually in the video yeah i'll put like the sound is my song and put the volume all the way down but you can't Smart. mess with that on the desktop version but you can mm -hmm. uh, schedule them there. okay dope yeah so it just just for anybody who's listening that you know because social media is so important to as a musician but if you're finding trouble you know, with your schedule and if you're having trouble finding time to do things, sometimes some of the best things to do is just find a day, block out, like John said, three hours, hit it hard, and then you can schedule your release or like John does, release them as you go throughout the week. And it's just, just one less thing off your plate. You're not just sitting there. And I really love the idea that you just sort of have a running list. I, I do that too. I have like like 20 lists in my phone where it's just like, here's for the stream, here's for Femera, here's for, you know, the whatever, here's for the intro, for the audio. It's just all these different lists. Here's for TikTok. And I just, the, the other day, I just got a whole idea of that is going to give me hours of TikToks. Um, it is all, <laughs> it's why I work for myself. And I'm just going to tell stories about why I don't work for other people and how terrible of an employee I am. <laughs> That's great. People love that. People love like the real authentic, earnest stories about like that got you to where you are today. So that's awesome. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, me too. I got to actually do it. But let's check out some of John's stuff. I know you got to leave here shortly. So we'll uh, we'll check this out kind of quick. Make sure you guys go. I'm not even following. How dare I talk so much crap? Uh, oh, sorry, everyone. Sorry, everyone. Oh, so there you are. You're going. Nice! Last year, before I started posting on TikTok. 
So this was before Tega. After a year of building an amazing community, he wow. thank you for listening. Last year. So this is I so this is direct turnover from your sorry moving judgment uh th th so this that is direct turnover from tiktok is, is that what you've noticed that this this just jump because that's an incredible amount Before i started posting on tiktok yeah, it's um, i think that tiktok played a very massive role in that there was like i did release a lot more music this year than i did the previous year mm -hmm. and i got on like a couple cool playlists and stuff like that gotcha. but for, I'd say that you can see on my like Spotify for artists, like when I got my first viral video on TikTok and it just kind of stayed up, up on that the, mm. for the rest of the year. So it wow. was uh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool to see the growth from, from that. So there it is, you guys just, just, you know, a, a great success story is of John, you know, working a new platform and working it to his advantage. When you got on Instagram and tried you and your music, I mean, did you have any kind of success on Instagram uh, promoting music or was it, or what was your experience? Um, no, Instagram had always been up until recently and basically because of TikTok as well. I saw growth there too, but hmm. for a long time, it was just like a very cool collection of people that I had met in person that shows at uh you know music conferences at school at whatever and at work and stuff like that so it was all people that who knew who i was and then you know me sharing my music with them or like my my story with them so it's um totally different than tiktok which always sends it out to the to completely random people yeah 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 i mean it, it just um yeah, TikTok is where it's at. Mighty Mighty, thank you so much for gifting Scon a sub. Let me get you in there. Mata Mata! Yeah! All right. Uh, John, I know you got to go here. Um, do, do, you, uh, do you feel like... I know you're a little sick, a little under the weather. How's your throat doing? Do you want to do a song or, or do you got to go? How do you feeling? Let's do a song, yeah. Okay. I'll play, uh, let's play a more low key song. I was, I was mentioning, I am uh, sweet. Kind of coming, coming off of a bit of a cold, so I wasn't sure if I was gonna play. But no I'm gonna way. play a song. Um, it's one of the more quiet ones from the album. But uh, just want to say, I, I know I won't, I won't take off right after the song. But I want to say again, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been oh, great. No it's been nice to meet uh, everyone down in the comments section too. Yeah. The so, chat uh, is here. The chat is here. All right. Here, I'm gonna turn it over to you and. Uh, yeah. Oh, what, what sounds we... good. Well, if you like what you what you're hearing and what you've been seeing here, uh, my name is is John Muirhead, and you can find me on all the streaming platforms on TikTok and on uh, you know just about uh, everywhere else that you can find music on the internet too. So I'm gonna play a song called North Star. Uh, it's a love song. It's uh, it's from uh, from my new album Traveler. Billions of years. 
But somehow I managed to meet you right here Yeah, somehow I managed to meet you So wherever I go, wherever you are I'll be the night sky and you'll be the north star Wherever I go, wherever you are Your light guides me home in the dark Happenstance kiss Seems our worlds were created For this love to exist Yeah, our worlds were created For this So wherever I go Wherever you are I'll be the night sky If you'll be the north star Wherever I go your light guides me home in the dark I've been distracted by These sunsets and satellites In pale incandescent light There's a darkness I used to hide in vain sky without stars eh? it just ain't the same without your direction it's all done in vain the sky without stars ain't the same so wherever I go wherever you are I'll be the night sky you'll be the north star where John, thank you so much for that lovely, lovely performance. And that song is off the new album, which is available now, everyone. So please, in the show notes, and if you're listening on the podcast feed, it's in the links in the show notes. So please go down there, click around, get yourself some John Muirhead and not Muirland, because... 
<laughs> Before we started, I had John's Mighty Mighty, thank you so much for those biddies. Thank you guys all for those emotes and, and for, for cheering on John and such. Uh, John, uh, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and, and hanging out. Papa Sweet, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Uh, is there any any parting words before you have to jump off and, and get into your next mode of being a small business owner? Uh, what uh, Do you have anything you want to impart on us before you take off? Um, just wanted to say once again, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been it's been great. Um, yeah, if you like the album Traveler and you want to give it a listen on, on all stream platforms or support it on Bandcamp or wherever you like to, to purchase music nowadays too, feel free. Uh, and I love if you listened and you like what you heard, say hi. I like to respond to everything that I can. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for listening and hanging out. No worries. John, thank you so much. You have a great rest of your day. I'll be in touch with you soon, sir, about uh, the, the audio release and such. Awesome. Sounds great. All right, man. Peace. All right. Take it easy. Have a great day. Later. Cheers, everybody. John, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Again, everybody, go and check out johnmuirhead.com, J-O-H-N-M-U-I-R-H-E-A-D.com, and then you can put a slash links on there, and that'll take you to all his links for all his social media and his Spotify's and all that stuff, or you can just simply go and click on the links in the show notes to, to, to achieve the same results. Thank you again, John. Really had a great time with that handsome ass of yours. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why I'm fixating on his handsome ass. (laughs) But he's handsome. He's a handsome young dude. I don't know how young he is either. I don't know how old he is. Let's just say he's he's aging gracefully up there in Toronto where everyone's friendly and everyone ages like fucking fine wine, man. Anyways, John Muirhead, everybody, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. You can also find uh, me on the Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash we speaking is good. We are streaming a few days a week, Mondays and Fridays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, you know, I almost forgot John Muirhead has a new lyric video out currently. So go check that out. I'll leave a link in the show notes. It is called i just looked at it and i forgot tank of gas so go give it a listen and make sure you're following him on his socials and stuff all right that is uh, oh oh yes and he also has a 2020 ep called stories uh from the quarantine so go and get that as well um yeah so we're we're, we're pretty excited about that and um so apparently which i totally forgot that uh, he has an EP called Stories from the Quarantine with which he donated 50% of the sales to the Unison Benevolent Fund, a charity organization that provides counseling emergency relief to the Canadian music community, which is very wonderful. So there you go. Go go give some love to John. I know I keep saying that, but, you know, I had to go in there and look at, you know, all the stuff and get it all together, which I... I guess I could have did that before I started talking, but hey, this is my show, all right? Go fuck yourself. No, I'm just, I love you guys. 
I am so tired right now. I am so, so deadly tired. So I'm getting a, a job job and I'm, I'm so not into it. I mean, it's okay. I'm going to get a job uh, uh, just because we're going to, we're raising a couple extra dollars for some projects we got going on. So I need to step up my money game. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing okay as a podcaster and a musician, but you know, you can always do better, especially when your wife is squeezing your balls. <laughs> it's like, good, go get it. So I'm going to, you know, I went and got a job and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be working with the homeless, um, which I'm not, I don't always talk about, but I, I do work with a, 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 an organization locally here. Uh, you know, a lot of the time out of the year, whether I'm playing there or, or consulting or contracting out doing like uh, film work or video work. Um, I, I just, I really enjoy helping out there. And so they have this program called the Winter Crisis Program. And um, they're going to, I was like, hey, I'll, I, you know, I'll step in and I'll do some work and, and help out because I think that's really awesome. And, um, uh, you know, so so if, if, if in the next few weeks, and this is only temporary, it's a temp job, it's a seasonal job, but j- just, uh, I'm, I'm telling you guys this. So if you hear me wandering or, if you're wondering why the intros and outros are so short or whatever it is, if I miss a week or something, just know it's because I'm, I'm working a 40-hour-a-week job on top of doing this, on top of trying to get sponsors, on top of finding guests, on top of booking gigs for my bands and shit. So just know that it's going to be a busy couple of months, and uh, you know I'll let you guys know how it goes because <laughs> working with the homeless is always an interesting time and i don't mean that in a bad way because i mean sometimes it can be difficult but i i I truly do enjoy it and yeah i think people get weirded out by the homeless because they're scared or something but they 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 stop to they stop thinking that under like you know those tattered clothes and you know beaten down soul that there's like a a real person in there and um You know, people forget that and they divert their eye attention or they cross the street. And look, there's some people with some serious mental illnesses out there and and, and, and th- that can be dangerous. But for the most part, homeless people are just chilling, man. They're just chilling. It's like however they got there, whatever. But it's like it, giving respect, like just mutual human respect goes so far with with uh with dealing with homeless folks because it's like i don't you know like me being i've I've always had a place to go if i needed it but like there has been times in my life where i found myself without a place you know and uh it's always been beautiful the kindness of strangers or um you know people just people are just giving and um I, I always want to give back because I've always, I've been in that position where I needed people and people came through, you know. So uh, I want to be that person that comes through for other people. And I think that this is one way to do it. So, um, yeah, just letting you guys know. And I don't talk about it much. Uh, I, I bring it up every once in a while because I, it's not that I'm ashamed that I do work like this. But it's just that I always find that like when people are sitting there like on the Internet, like on Facebook or something, it's like, Went to the soup kitchen today to help the fucking the the fucking the the the, the fucking homeless and and help help these people in need and look at me how fucking awesome I am and it's like oh dude and they're like taking pictures with a sad per sad homeless person who's just like uh 
<laughs> Yay, look, I helped somebody today. I just, I hate that shit. I hate it. And uh, I, I just, you know, it, it just, honestly, it's just a, a firm handshake and a fucking, uh, a, a, and a stern look in the eye is fucking all they really want, man. And, uh, and maybe some food. And maybe a warm place to sleep. And that's what we're going to be doing. So uh, I'm just giving you guys a little update of what's going on in my life. And uh, just so you guys know, if you hear me faltering on here at all, that you know that I'm out here just fucking working my dick off. So wish me luck. It's it's the, the, the job runs until, I don't know, I think end of February. So yeah, it'll be a good time weeks couple extra bucks in my pocket so not bad not bad at all so looking forward to it all right guys that's it out of me i'm not sure who's coming up on the show um don't even know we'll find out next week won't we <laughs> all right guys be good to your fellow human beings hjs for everybody and uh i hope everybody has a wonderful weekend i'll see you guys next wednesday same bat time, same bat channel. No. no. Alright, guys. Peace.